0: Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss a new research project on nitrogen-related nutrition, Ohio spending millions to give healthcare to high school students, and connecting mental health to air pollution. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 128 for the week of March 14th, I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. Ah, before we get this thing going, our diagnosis code for this week is XA2.2XXA, intentional collision of a motor vehicle with a tree, initial encounter. Mm. I feel like this is more common, unfortunately, than we think. Yeah. It's a little bit more of a serious one, because it could be yeah. because of an accident, it All could right. be because the tree moves, it right. could be... Someone insane. trying to hurt themselves or something. Yeah. You know, it's just it's this is this is probably a real thing. I wonder if oh, there's sure a collision related one.
1: I'm sure there are. I wonder if there's another one with like colliding into a wall or colliding Ooh. into a bush or colliding into a ditch.
0: Colliding into a pothole, which would be very popular. Or oh would... yeah. But yeah, I mean it exists. Good thing that you know they say that if you run into a tree. The tree is going to win. That's a mm. saying that I've heard before. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Which makes sense. Which makes yeah, sense. for sure. But hopefully, you know, if you run into a tree, all is well. But anyways, the first story we have for you is nitrogen-related nutrition research. Iowa State University is part of a new study founded by the Foundation for Food and Agricultural Research, or FFAR, to explore possible links between soil health and nutritional value of plants and human health. The overall goal of the four year project is to investigate how management practices may alter the nitrogen related nutritional content of grains, such as protein, amino acids, B vitamins, and effect indicators of chemical, physical, and biological soil health. Iowa State's role will include providing samples of organic corn and wheat grain, plant tissue, and soils from the long term field plots to be analyzed. Scientists will examine the samples for nutrients in grains and plants levels of beneficial soil microorganisms, and possible connections to crop management practices like cover crops, crop rotations, compost, fertilization, and tillage. The project seeks to better understand declines in mineral, vitamin, and protein concentration in crops produced in the United States over the past 70 years during a period when grain yields have more than doubled. Whoa, that's a lot of grain yields. It sure is. Welcome to the Farming Podcast, where we talk about nitrogen...
1: And farming, woo! Yeah, no, I, this is cool though. It's interesting to think that like the soil you plant something in would affect the actual crop that would grow there, and and that makes sense, I suppose, in a lot of ways. I mean, that's where the nutrients are coming from, so right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I will, hopefully it's all uh, connected in the circle of yeah, life. It is an
0: ecosystem, as they say. Right, right. It's like the it's like the rain cycle. It's the nitrogen grain cycle.
1: Ooh. Mm, Ooh, the green grain cycle. cycle. I wow. like it. I like wow. it. Copyright it. that. That's yeah. ours. That's ours. Trademark. Goodbye. Trademark. Bye.
0: And that's it for this week's... Th- I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Albert. What's the next one? All right. Next up, we've got Ohio expanding school health care. Ohio Governor DeWine announced the state will spend millions of dollars to create or expand health care clinics inside schools, including some in Northeast Ohio, where this podcast is recorded. Uh Hometown. Yeah, right around here. 13 school districts across Cleveland, Akron, and Canton will be home to new or expanded health centers that will provide care to students during the school day. The Ohio Department of Health is awarding 15 contracts, totaling more than $25.9 million to create 29 new school-based health centers and expand services in 107 existing clinics, according to the release. Akron Children's Hospital is among four Northeast Ohio medical providers receiving new funds. About $3.9 million will be used to expand clinics in Akron public schools, as well as four rural districts where access to health care is a challenge. Pretty innovative. I don't know if there's any other states that are doing this right now. I don't know, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's exciting to see the like, partnerships between like, private medical organizations and um, public schools and things like that.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's good to have more help on a health perspective for students. Other yeah. than just the school nurse. Because, you know, I don't want to hate on school nurses. But no, they're really great. There's so much they can do Right until your parents can pick you up. But sometimes it's helpful to have someone who's there who can actually have access to materials and, and I guess, instruments that they need in Absolutely. prescriptions.
1: And it just goes to show you that like a lot of these communities are underserved when it comes to healthcare. So it's cool that this will provide an opportunity for kids that might not get like regular checkups outside of like the school nurse to get maybe a more substantial sort of healthcare experience. Yeah. Yep. It'd be pretty sweet. See what happens.
0: Yeah. Right, we'll see what happens. Next up, pollution linked to mental health. According to the American Love associations, 2021 state of the air report about four in 10 U S residents live in counties with unhealthy levels of air pollution but what counts as unhealthy is based only on how pollution affects physical, not mental health. It took a long time for researchers to discover that air pollution also causes changes in the brain that increase the risks of mental illness, dementia, Alzheimer's, and learning problems. Even small increases in air pollution have been linked to depression and anxiety. A large 2019 study of people in Denmark and the US found that people exposed to high levels of air pollution are much more likely to suffer from psychiatric illnesses such as depression, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or personality disorder. Scientists say that most research on pollution and mental health has so far focused on air pollution and heavy metals like lead. The mental health effects of many other categories and pathways of pollutants like pesticides in food and plasticizers found in toys and personal care products like shampoos and lotions remain
1: largely unknown. Interesting. I mean, it seems sort of like a no-duh, like, of yep, course. It's another one of those, where it makes w- sense. Of course when there's pollution or higher, like, ecological damage, like, your mental health goes down, because you're constantly worried about your health, and you're constantly worried about stuff you're breathing in, and toxins, and, like, raising your family in certain areas, and, I mean, of course, that's going to affect your mental health. But it's cool that there's actual, like, hard evidence to support that now, and that there's, numbers you can point to and hopefully usually when numbers are involved you can get more funding you have more um i don't know empirical evidence to sort of suggest right. or to not suggest but inspire people to pay more attention to it so another one of those studies where it's like hey we need to make sure that we prove
0: this i mean it makes sense right it's probably exactly true, hey, we gotta we gotta get something on the paper here so good for them bad for us yep hopefully uh this leads to cleaner air, so that way we don't have mental health problems that are already very prevalent. With that, let's go to our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H, Breach Patrol. It's a breach. breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about the latest breaches here on this podcast that happen all across the world. What do you got, Albert.
1: All right, let's see. Hackers leaked Samsung data. Samsung has confirmed a security breach after hackers obtained and leaked almost 200 gigabytes of confidential data, including source code for various technologies and algorithms for biometric unlock operations. The Lapsus, spelled with a dollar sign, hacking group took responsibility for the breach. In a post on its Telegram channel, Lapsus claims to have obtained source code for trusted applets installed in Samsung's trust zone environment which Samsung phones use for performing sensitive operations, algorithms for all biometric unlock operations, and bootloader source code for all recent Samsung Galaxy devices. It's not yet clear whether Lapsus demanded a ransom from Samsung before leaking the data. Hmm. Yep. Well, I'm learning a lot of new words example. here like applet. I applet like that. not apple, applet. not
0: app.
1: Applet. Applet, I like what that. Applet. I don't know, but it's it's cute, whatever
0: it is. Small it's software like a, program that supports like a, a larger application program. Like, like a mini app.
1: An applet. Yeah, That's applet.
0: sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's sweet until it ends up in the hacker group known <laughs> as Liner. <laughs> right, yeah, then it's not sweet anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of... 200 gigabytes of data is not that much, depending on the type of data. Like, if it's like 200 gigabytes of videos, it's like... 20 videos so yeah uh, not to just dis- not to you know bring this down it what's bad here is the fact that they were able to do it but luckily it seems like it wasn't as escalated as it could have been so that's good yeah speaking of lapses we've got another lapses story that's hot off the presses argentinian e-commerce giant mercado libre has confirmed unauthorized access to a part of its source code this week. Mercado additionally says data of around 300,000 of its users was accessed by threat actors. The company's announcement follows a poll by the data extortion group Lapsus, hello, in which they threatened to leak data allegedly stolen from Mercado and other prominent companies. The company says it has activated security protocols and a thorough analysis
1: is in progress.
0: Lapsus, man. Yeah, Big they're time. like
1: Yeah, they're making a name for themselves. I mean, I'm going to be thinking about them all day. Have they yeah. reached me? Maybe I don't maybe I've been
0: breached. It's funny that I just ironically was talking about how the last breach was wasn't that bad and then this one is worse and it's from the same group. But it's almost like they were listening and they were like, "You know what? Well, do you one better." Right, the here's another is is I like to stay surprised on this podcast, so I don't read the stories beforehand because I like to give it an authentic reaction Albert yeah yeah um, hopefully Mercado gets their
1: stuff together because 300,000 users is a lot that's a lot it is that's a big one laps us on a roll man laps us on a roll hopefully they don't lap themselves <laughs> all right client information breached this is the, that's the most generic headline I've ever seen. That's literally breach patrol. <laughs> I would think it would. Client information breach. Michigan Medicine is warning nearly 3,000 of its clients that some of their private information may have been accessed by computer hackers. They said an employee's email account was compromised on December 23rd in a cyber attack and used to send out other emails. The employee did not know about the compromise until suspicious activity on January 6th. The employee reported it to the Health Systems Information Technology Department, which disabled the email account. During the investigation, officials found that the compromised email contained patient information such as names, medical record numbers, addresses, dates of birth, diagnostic and treatment information, and health insurance information. They said no social security numbers, credit cards, debit cards, or other financial account information was found.
0: Well, um, yeah. That's that's a hack. That's a breach, man. Silver lining, no social security numbers, credit cards or debit cards.
1: Right. Just all your PHI.
0: Uh, Just all your PHI. Out there. Which is bad. Which is bad. I guess they could use to seal your identity. I get, you know what? Maybe. They could probably use it for prescriptions. Oh, yeah, maybe. But they don't have social security numbers, so maybe not. But if you have, you know, dates of birth, you you know the medical number. So I guess technically you could. Uh, Yes, you can give these hackers any ideas, but that's usually what they use PHI for, other than just trying to get as much information about identities as possible. Mm -hmm. So, Michigan medicine, hope everything works out for Mm you. We had no breaches this week that talked about identity theft protection for a year,
1: right? You're right. This is the first time in a long time. Yeah. I don't know if Either that's good or not. Or, I don't know. Like, I feel I like it, <laughs> it's good. I hope that these companies are offering that at least. but Yeah, hopefully. Interesting. All right. Well,
0: uh, that's it for this week's weekly wrap-up. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Banastelli. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage Podcast produced by eTactics.